This CosmicReality.com presentation is sponsored by MysticalWares.com. Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. No, that shouldn't have happened. (laughs) Okay, so I'm starting the call for Say What? Excellent show, excellent show. Uh, I I just so appreciate what Jan does for us because it's it's the way that I get the best news every week. All righty, so Walt's here. Hi, Walt. Dolly, not quite. Do I have you guys muted? Why can't I hear you? I'm here. Okay. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Walt, can you but, hear? Oh, I gotta turn my speaker off. Okay. My show. Okay. Your show. Okay. Jan show. Jan show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Walt, are you there? Okay. We're not hearing you. And not only that, but our friend Nick is not here. He was there. He's not. Sorry. Why is he sorry? <laughs> Okay, Nick is typing. Walt, I'm not hearing you. Oh, for crying out loud. It's the boys this week. Um, uh, That was the strangest thing starting up Jan's show. Because... That was strange, yeah. I think, I think what I must have done is inadvertently because... <sighs> all right, I was trying to do that but the cats were out there they wanted to eat it was like all this commotion at the same time and i may have pulled last week's and thought i had pulled this week's but um so jan i'm really sorry i screwed up your show but you hear me yes yes we can hear you can you hear us now Uh uh-oh we heard you oh okay we heard him (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, but so we know for a few minutes, we few seconds, <laughs> few seconds, yes. So he'll uh, he'll try to get here. I'm not. Nick, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yes. Oh, okay, great. Oh, okay, all right, okay, okay. Yes, excellent. How come there's two Nancys? Uh, what? what? Yeah, there's two Nancys. Where? What are you talking about? Where's two Nancys? There are two Nancys. Where? Well, I can hear my voice. Well, uh, Dolly and I are hearing each other fine. You mean you're hearing me twice? Yeah. Do you have your headphones in? Yeah. Oh, for God's sakes. Do you have your, uh, the chat room... Speaker thing on? Maybe that is, could be. Is the be radio it? on in your computer? Yeah. That too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, now do you hear me once? Yeah, once. Oh, okay. All right. And Nick says he's messed. He, I messed up. Sorry. I have no idea what he means. <laughs> he said he pushed the wrong button. 
Maybe he has to go out and come back in. Like, hit the join button. I hope everybody out in Radio Land are doing well. I'm excited as heck. After le- listening to her, there she, there he is. Okay, hi Nick. Well, listening to Tucker, boy, I I listened to the five. Well, hold on. Let's, let, let's let's say hi to Nick here. Nick, you there? Good evening. It's one of those uh, curveballs. Uh, <laughs> radio show starts. Well, I, I mean, Jan's Jan's was like a total disaster. It's a good thing I don't take take it all so very seriously. It's like, whoa, screw. Oh, gotta get okay. this. Nancy, yeah. listen to this one. I, yeah. I opened the radio, the live radio player, to listen to Jan's show, and then suddenly I hear my uh, Aki theme song start playing. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> so you, I don't know what happened on your end, but my my music started playing. My the music file that I had sent you a few weeks ago started playing on the radio. Oh God, I don't know. Walt, are you still with us? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Um, you good? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Um, you sort of blanked out on the Skype screen there for a second. I, <laughs> okay, so Dolly, yes. Dolly's very excited, and I'm very excited. So, Dolly, I'm sorry I interrupted you, but we had to say hi to Nick. Yes, I know. <laughs> but I couldn't contain my excitement. What, why? <laughs> excited about what? About... Uh, uh, what's his name? Elon Musk releasing some of Twitter's uh, inside papers, um, at, which proves what we have been saying for years, that they are guilty as hell for uh, preventing people from speaking. I can't think of the right words. I'm too excited to think how to talk. Um Censoring, the censoring. Yeah, the censoring. That has just opened the door for all the other stuff. I mean, that has opened the door. And here we go. Let's just stop here for a second because I'm not sure that Walt might know what you're talking about. Walt, are you aware that uh, last night, beginning a little after 5 o'clock, all of the, well, we don't know if they're all, that's the thing, that the um, emails, the the behind-the-scenes communication with Twitter regarding censoring, particularly the Hunter uh, laptop thing, but, I mean, everything, um, were began to be released by Elon Musk through a alternative Patriot reporter on Substack. So all the documents are up on Substack, all these emails. And they started at... Like I say, I think it might have been almost 6 o'clock. It was going to start at 5. But it went on all night, mm-hmm. releasing them. And so if you, if like in my case, and maybe Dolly too, we were watching the Fox ne- Network, and we went through what? Waters? Um, uh, Tucker? Well, Waters didn't have them yet. No, he water- passed it off to Tucker. Oh, okay. But anyway. He did yeah. say something. They had just started up when he was on. Waters, right. Tucker, Hannity, Hannity, Ingram, and then and they kept going after that. You know, I mean, it's just been and released. Then, uh, yeah. 
So they're revealing. So they're revealing the actions of the board of Twitter. I guess Twitter is controlled by a board of members, or what? What's the deal with Twitter? Well, the people behind it are the people who were part of the censoring. The higher, not the high. Okay, first off, the guy that ran t- Twitter. What's his name? Um, oh, the guy. I that, don't know. The guy that was Jack Dorsey. Dorsey. He he, he he didn't even know he wasn't even in the emails he was he was not aware of them initially that they were doing all the censoring and it's interesting because there there's a lawyer there this is this is a weird one the lawyer for Twitter was the involved in the uh, Russian hoax thing and he becomes a lawyer of Twitter and they're talking about shutting down they've been asked to shut down. Anything regarding that, I guess it was the Hunter thing. And so they're talking about how can we do this. And and at that point, they were trying to shut down the New York Post, which is like the oldest newspaper in America. And so they were going to do it on the basis of hacking. But hacking requires uh, a a document from like a a law enforcement saying that this is a hacked information and they didn't have that but that's what they were using to tell the post why they were shutting them down and the lawyer said "Uh, tread lightly be careful but he never stopped it and so the whole thing is a display of absolute insane arrogance and breaking law after law after law and in particular the constitutional law and nobody knows how long they're going to do it for it's still going on apparently there's another drop about to hit or soon will hit um but the so so who are the guilty party i think there's more than one person oh the the the, uh there's a collusion with the Democratic National Committee, with the Biden campaign, members of the Biden campaign, uh, a whole mm-hmm. lot of very, very influential Democrats are involved in this whole discussion. That's where they were being asked to do it. Now, over on Facebook, um, Zuckerfeld said, well, the FBI contacted us and told us that there was uh, maybe going to be some information that was Russian disinformation, and uh, if we saw it, we should not publish it. That's what that was his take on doing the censoring of the. Now we're talking about the New York Post, okay, and the Hunter Biden story. So um, everything that we already knew is now being documented in live emails from all of these different people talking about it. And honestly, I haven't read, I've, I've seen them. I, I looked at a few of them, but I, you, it's, it's coming out and other people are analyzing it. So Jan presented, if you haven't heard Jan's presentation of this in the first part of her show, a- absolutely excellent. Um, and And if you don't have time to listen to her show, the show notes will have the uh, the URLs, the links to um, you know the information that she gave us already. But uh, it's easier for to just sit back, sit back and listen to Jan tell you what it is. So, uh, but what is that, What is anybody doing about this? It just it's just happening. It's gonna oh, yeah. feed. It's gonna feed lawsuits. It's gonna feed 
Well, she also mentioned, and she talked about this last week, or maybe the I think it was last week, maybe the week before, about somebody who has got a, 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 a case before the Supreme Court regarding the 2020 elections. And I actually have posted the uh, the document. It's a Supreme Court document saying that this case is it being, you know, they want the Supreme Court to look at it. And they're um, asking that well, the, the cases involving the 2020 elections that were a lot of really bad problems, obviously unconstitutional things that had been done, particularly by the state legislatures or governments, or governors, and that um, they wanted the these people to be thrown out of office, and it was from Biden all the way down to I don't even know who. There's you know two dozen or something uh, plaintiffs that are are no defendants that that they're after, and if the <laughs> if the Supreme Court actually takes this case, uh. uh he, Trump might be president by the end of the year. They could do it that fast if they wanted to. So there's so many things that, and it was, you know, they were working up. They were warning us a lot of things are going to start happening. And they didn't disappoint this time. Hey, Dolly? (laughs) No, they didn't. I am so excited. Russell keeps asking me, well, when are they going to... Not erase Trump. What do you do? You put him in jail. Arrest Trump. Uh, arrest Trump? Yeah, there's talk of that. But I I really don't think it's going to happen. But there's been talk of that for a long time now. And uh, I don't know. With all this documents from Twitter being released, I, I don't think they're going to arrest Trump. I think they. I think their butts are in big, deep. But it sounds like the uh, several members of the Democratic Party are uh, running out of places to hide. <laughs> Not just them, but the the leaders of the tech stuff and a lot of people. Yeah, I was about to say we're going to start hearing the uh, the Nuremberg uh, excuse that I was just following orders. Oh. You know, my <laughs> boss told me to do this, and I did it. The, all these big tech employees and whoever's involved, whoever went along with it, we're going to start hearing those excuses now. It's like the pressure's on them now. W- what a nice scenario, that Twitter thing in the, uh, the SCOTUS case. Uh, it's a good way to uh, bring this into the attention of the, 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 the populace that is not aware of, of what's been going on in the background, the censorship and the Hunter stuff. I mean... Bring it on. Well, Bring the, it on. The problem here is that NBC, ABC, CBS, they're ignoring it. They're not reporting it. Nancy, the, 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 you know, this reminds me of what Jan was saying earlier about the BBC not reporting on important things, you know, it just basically covering up uh, certain events in order to control the narrative so that uh, people are not aware of, of certain things, bad things that have been done by... Uh, bad players and uh, at a certain point these people become um, guilty of 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 colluding because the the information is going to be so 
available about the truth of, of these events that have been covered willingly by the MSM that they're going to be accused of, of collusion. I, I feel that they're going to be part of those big trials that are talked about, that have been talked about for a while. And it's going to be like the uh, the doctors and I think the press at the Nuremberg trials. They're, they're going to have their time as well to answer the questions and the 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 excuse that they gave in Nuremberg that I was just following orders, it's not going to fly. It's not going to fly. Sorry, but uh, it's going to be payback time for these people. Well, what, the thing of it is is that their boss didn't tell them to do this. Jack Dorsey didn't tell them to do it. The let's well, say, Some authority somewhere, I guess, if you're a paid no, employee. And, no, and you no. You, 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 it's, very, it's very obvious in the emails. It was a second tier of crazy-ass woke liberals that just don't give a shit about the Constitution, about law, all they see. You know, the problem is they're a cult. They are so brainwashed, so into their identity being the Democratic Party, the Liberal Party, the Green Movement. They're going to change the whole world. I mean, they're insane. They're they're cult. They're mind-controlled people. Those are the people that are doing all this. Now, that's not to say that Jack Dorsey didn't know it was happening. and I mean, I'm not trying to say that they weren't. It's just, it, And this is the problem, is that you've got all of these crazy cult people that are second-tier, three-tier people in, in different organizations. And those are the people that are speaking out, not the other ones, you know, or the weak... Okay, there was a robbery in one of the cities in California. It was an Apple store. And these two men, masked and just with bags, backpacks, walked in and started ripping out all of the Apple phones that were there for display type of thing, ripping them out, putting them in in a knapsack. And a couple of people in the, in the, the customers started to do something. They started moving towards them, and the people who were the workers said, no, no, leave them be, leave them be. So they left them be, and the customers continued to shop. <laughs> they, continu- they continued to videotape it, but they continued to shop. <laughs> I mean, it was like, and, and they stole $35,000 worth of merchandise. Right. So what I'm saying is that you've got all of this, these insane people, these two people walked in, two people, and there was probably maybe, I'd say at least 50 people in that store. It was a huge store. Okay. And two people were in control of the reality. It goes back to cosmic rule number two. All right. There's only, well, okay. Cosmic rule one. Reality is what you think it is. Two. Majority wins, meaning how many, not how many people, but how much energy is put into an opposing story. And the third one is everybody in control of a, a reality is going to keep everybody from knowing one and two. So what they're doing there is that they've got this uh, disease, you know, you want to think of viruses, this virus that is through everything in the, in the economy, in the, in the in culture, in your society. And they're they're all like a hive mind. They can't even think by themselves. That's what it is. That's why when Jan said something about uh, there'll be millions of people 
arrested and taken down. I started to balk at that number, and then I thought, no, it's probably many millions of people that are, have drank the Kool-Aid, as we say. Yep. That feels right to me as well. Well, I think that these Twitter things are, are showing that. You know, it was I not... I think it's part of the, uh, the movie, Nancy. This oh. is uh, orchestrated somewhere to slow roll it, to bring the attention, to bring it to the attention of the public, the general public that's not aware of what has been going on. It seems to be really uh, well orchestrated. This thing in the SCOTUS, the, the Twitter leak and the, uh, the SCOTUS case seems to be well-timed and, and a good way to roll out uh, the information in, in, a, in a way that they'll be able to digest it, that the, the general public's going to be able to digest it. Well, the, the, other, the other cool thing about this, okay, is that the only, uh, let's say, the only way they can fight this information is to not let it be heard, okay? So NBC, ABC, all the media, legacy media, they call them, okay? All those guys are trying to ignore it. But the reality is that Fox is growing in more and more listeners, the vast majority of listeners are listening to Fox. So Fox spends every single show talking about this Twitter. And yet, you say to your friend who hasn't, isn't watching Fox, what do you think about the Twitter thing? And they go, what are you talking about? <laughs> they don't know. But now, I mean, it's not, they, can't, they, can't keep, they can't do the things they've done. There's too many people that are watching Fox and hearing the truth. And, and, you know, God bless Fox. And the other thing is that came up was this Apple thing. Supposedly, Apple threatened Musk to take him down off of their platform if he releases in emails. That was what was behind it. He threatened it. How, how incriminating is that? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Think about it. Exactly, exactly. But so Musk flies to California and has a face-to-face -face with the guy that's in uh, the Apple CEO, okay? And then he comes out and CEO comes out and says, oh, we never wanted to do that. And Musk says it was a misunderstanding, all right? Now, he, Fox looked at this and said, wow, now, did he get into a situation where they made an agreement and he would release some of the files, but he wouldn't release all of the files? Why are they all goody-two-shoes now? So Fox was leery of this thing because, you know, if, if, you got, if you got a half a sense about you, you're leery about anybody, including Musk and, you know, all of them. They're all players that can be on one side or the other or playing us all. So, you know, everybody's kind of like, I don't know about this. But... When I, when I heard it come, you know, start to roll out, I said, ah, I wonder if Musk didn't go to that man, get in his face and say, look, dude, we know everything. You're going down. Get out of the way. That's what I think happened. Because he's not holding back, as best as I know. I mean, he's still letting things go, and already there's so much out there that they're all doomed. It seems that they once again they keep playing the old playbook. Yeah. But now it's it's just not going to work. <laughs> not Cir gonna circumstances work. have changed. So 
it, you know, it'll be a nice reality TV show from now on. This point forward, it's yeah, we're gonna see the cockroaches run all over the place. Well, supposedly Trump said something about it's gonna be a very good Christmas. Dolly, did you hear that? I mean, I heard Jan say it, but did you hear Trump say it? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. When did he say that? On oh. Uh, his Mar-a-Lago speech uh, a couple of weeks ago? Oh, no, Jim. When did he say that? Uh, it might have been the Mar-a-Lago speech. Because he said a lot in that speech. I di- yeah, I, I I didn't remember hearing it. Not that he didn't say it. I just wondered where it might no, have come he from. said it, but I'm not sure which time, when, what was happening. Hmm. Interesting. Thing is, he, he didn't uh, say which Christmas is going to be. You know, is it going to be this upcoming Christmas or the Nick, next? Nick, you shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Don't put those words <laughs> in the universe. <laughs> you know, we have Don't to. Don't you say <coughs> that again? Yeah. <coughs> but he speaks Trump speaks and codes. So I know. <coughs> so be quiet, we to, Nick. You have to think outside of the box. Just don't say that. <laughs> you got me riled there. It's, it's beginning to sound. It's beginning to sound like an episode of Get Smart. Yeah. <laughs> Reality TV 2.0. Jan says she thinks it was his last rally. Yeah, I do too, Jan. <laughs> but did you hear uh, 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 who said it? I think one of the news Fox people said uh, uh, after these the next thing to be released is the Warren report. And when I had walked in last night from that party, Rosa said, boy, Warren is pooping in her pants. I said, why? He said, I don't know. And then I heard one of them say, uh, the next documents to be released is going to be the Warren report. So I told Russell, no wonder she's uh, having fits. (laughs) So you're talking about Elizabeth Warren, Senator? Yes. No. Yeah, yeah Senator. Um, yeah. Is she a Senator? Yeah. Yeah, she is. She the one that Trump called uh, Pocahontas? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that okay. one. Yeah. I, okay, I remember who she is now. <laughs> well, you know why she was called that, well, uh, Nick? Yeah, did, did she claim she was a, a native and, and yes. claimed uh, yes. some yeah. college? Of, uh, to get What's into college. When they give you money. Yeah. And then she went and on. it turns out she wasn't. She's not a native. No, no, she is. She's like 0.1%. <laughs> Pure native. Pure native. Well, I, I'm a royal. Native, I'm yeah. a 0.1% royal. <laughs> she is native. Jan says the Warren report was the JFK assassination report. Well, that's what, that's what I thought. I mean, that's the only Warren report I know. But you're saying that they're going to release information on the Warren report? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. A lot of heads are going to roll here. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Things uh, are getting exciting. But that, 
Dave and the posse and the popcorn group are here. And Dave is saying, don't get, uh, you can be excited, yeah, but understand things are going to get really tough now. We thought they were tough before. They're going to get really tough now. So we need to to pull our big people britches up, strap on our boots, and be ready to walk through some tough times. But it's about time. (laughs) uh, Jan, uh, I'm confused because we're talking about the Twitter releases. So... What happened? There was something on the Warren report that got canceled or censored, and now they're going to release it. Is that what you're assuming is happening or think is happening? I just, I, to me, I mean, this is 1965. I think it finally came out, and and back then, even people were questioning it. Well, that's where I started. That's where I started. Well, apparently the Q movement started at that time, after the the JFK assassination. Like, the good guys got together and they started putting uh, uh, an operation together to fight back against the dark ones. So it wouldn't make sense that they, they would start... You know, once the time is, 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 is right, they would start releasing all the information they got uh, since then. And I guess that uh, JFK assassination report would be part of that. It would make sense. They would uh, bring out the truth and, and you know, uh, fix the, uh, the, the all the lies that were told about <coughs> the single shooter, ma- magic bullet theory and the whole JFK lie thing. Well, the, the, the thing of it is, is that it, no, it didn't start with the assassina- assassination, Nick. It was before? It was before that. What happened was really right after World War II. And it was... George Patton got involved in it because he suddenly realized that it was not the German people that were the problem. There was the government and this fascist and this insane... Uh, group of people that believed in in metaphysics that used uh black magic that used sacrifice all of the things that we know about the deep state was that was in germany and Patton was one of a number of generals throughout the allies that all of a sudden realized especially after seeing the concentration camps that they were in a spiritual battle. They had known they were, but they didn't understand the enemy. They thought the enemy was the German people, and then suddenly they won, they talked to the German people, and they realized the German people were just as much hoodwinked as everybody else, and this is an evil that's pervasive, and it's continuing. And so that was why George was assassinated, because he began to be be very vocal about it. It was not a secret thing at that time. It was mainly him and a few others that started talking about it. And there's an episode where they attempted to make a very, very, uh, let's say, uh, stunning and revolutionary move in the government of the United States, but one brave person who got involved in it blew the whistle and, and stopped him. And I don't remember all the details of it. And it's too much to go into. So this this then made people realize the the people who understood what was happening, 
the ones that saw the nightmare that was incurring because of the uh, bringing over all these Nazis into American science and American society to give oh, them the, you, uh, Operation the, Paperclip. The Paperclip operation. It was that was what was so terrifying to them that all of a sudden they realized that it was a it was not specifically the Germans, it was these group of people within the German population that they've now brought over here. But at the same time they were now beginning to realize that that same perver perverse sickness is in America. And so it happened way before John Kennedy got there, but by the time John Kennedy got there, he got there because they knew enough to try to get somebody in the presidency that from that position could um, make changes. What they didn't understand was what we were talking about before, that the problem isn't so much in the heads, it's in the, the people underneath them. These, these perverse, they're, they're all the second tier, the third tier. That's where all these people were. And so y you think you got the enemy identified. Same problem they had in World War II, and only to find out that, no, that was not my enemy. That was just a, somebody being manipulated. It's these other people, and it's like trying to get cockroaches out of a house where you know they're there, but you can't even see them. And so that's when everything went into the super, super, super secrecy. Nobody, nobody, nobody trusted anybody. You know, you didn't know who was who and what was what. And it was very slow going from the, the you know, the late 40s, beginning, maybe, 50, maybe up to 52. But when he got to 63... And they had thought they had had it all together. That's why they talk about the book, the plan. This was based on a document that was actually created back in, the, I believe, the 50s. And there is some indication that it wasn't created. It was given to certain people in the White Hat community. So the White Hat community then went totally, totally dark. Very, very cautious and it wasn't until Snowden and the NSA flipped and gave them the... It's like the Twitter thing all over again. They gave them all of the information to prove that there is a surveillance state. And that information was given to a group of patriots called... Uh, uh, Anonymous that were hackers, they actually interfered in the uh, election between, um, oh, what's his fucking name? Oh, jeez. Uh, the guy from uh, Utah, Romney, in the Romney election, because Ohio's computers had been hacked, to the, they were going to throw Ohio to Romney, Romney would win. And instead, Romney lost. And that was because these hackers, Anonymous, were able to go in and stop that takeover, the hack in the Ohio computers. So they were known now by the White Hats as being some group that they could actually... They, there might have been some... I don't believe there was really any collusion at that point. It was when Snowden put up the documents, maybe that came before the Romney one, but anyway, 
the NSA documents were given to the anonymous group. The anonymous group, and they, they were built on the idea of being anonymous. The only thing you knew about, if you were in that group, was the, um, the name tag <clears throat> the person had and their story. You knew no personal information. It was, it was forbidden for anybody to even, you know, contact. No, no, that was, it was all free slinkers. But at that point, they had to organize. So they kind of like organized into different, different subject areas to look at the amount of data that they had. I mean, think of this. This was in a tremendous amount of data. The stuff that was released to the public was nothing. It wasn't maybe 10% of what was there. They had listened to us, but they had listened to all the black side, too. And so they had a trove of information, blackmail information, on all sorts of people. All right, so that's when the uh, the White Hats began to think, okay, now maybe we can move, because now they know that they're really after the people, not at the top of it, but the ones that are manipulating everything. And those are the people they targeted. And that's why you had that rash of uh, finance people and bankers committing suicide and corporate people quitting. You remember when all that was happening? Probably seventeen, yep, eighteen. Yeah, we spoke about it. I think uh, last Cosmic Reality show. Right. So you had <clears throat> that was the that was the result of of them approaching these people. Some of them just wouldn't make the decision, and suicide was an easier decision because they knew the consequence of going against the black hats was you know who knows. I mean, they got them scared half to death. Um. So anyway, so back to the to Twitter things. So the Twitter things <clears throat> are doing the same thing as far as providing information of collusion in a scale that most people, you know, I don't know where most people are at, at with this. You know, did they think it couldn't be done? It was very simple to do. Did you think it wasn't happening? It was very obvious. So again, it's, it's this strange thing of the people, the customers in the store filming and not trying to do anything about an obvious crime. It's like everybody's been Damascus. Again, at what point do you become a, a accomplice in, in, the, uh, exactly. in the crime? Exactly, that was your question. And it's like, now. If you don't stand up now. I feel, yeah. You're in compliance with evil. Period. And if you're so <clears throat> controlled that you never see any of this information, you know, then that that's fine. At least you didn't agree with it. You just never looked at it. That's fine. But get out of the way because you're not a player. Just leave the room. The game is not up to you. Go away. I don't have time for you. All right? But those people that are seeing it, knowing it's wrong, and doing nothing, they are as guilty as the ones that are doing it. It's called complicity. Whoops. Cat fight. Hold on. Well, you guys talk. On radio. <laughs> so this reminds me again what Jan said earlier about the BBC not, not talking about certain important events. And if, if you're a national broadcaster, be it BBC or, or uh, CBC in Canada, I mean... They must have a certain responsibility to to uh, report actual news by not talking about it 
they're guilty. So I guess some heads are going to roll in, at BBC and CBC and all these national broadcasters. They're going to be part of uh, of the big trials, the upcoming big trials. I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. Well, these these national black broadcasters. Okay, who who pays them? Who finances them? Well, in Canada, uh, if the federal government and Trudeau gave, I think it's over six hundred million to MSM. On top of that, he actually almost bought the MSM. So they would all uh, talk about the uh, the the narrative that uh, the Trudeau regime wanted out there. You know, there's a. Um, There's a one of the um, alternate uh, media here in Canada is Rebel News. It's like a smaller scale Infowars uh, channel, and um, they had a hard time, you know, dealing with this. Uh, they've been shut shut off at every angle by uh, Trudeau. You know, they had an accredited uh, journalist, uh, Rebel News, they would have, they would send their journalist to a, a press conference, a Trudeau press conference, and Trudeau would not answer questions from, uh, like, the real tough questions. He would get them from the uh, Rebel News uh, reporter, and, and he would not answer. He would just ignore it. And he would just go along with the MSM softball questions, just like Biden has been getting, or not Biden, but the uh, the... Whoever's playing the uh, press uh, secretary role in, uh, in the supposed White House was it uh, Jen Psaki and now this uh, Jean Pierre uh, I forgot her name now the talking heads that that uh, supposedly uh, are press secretaries they just get the softball questions so yeah to get back to your thing it media here in Canada has been bought by Trudeau national broadcaster and MSM. And I guess they're all going to have their time at the uh, the big trials. Jan Psaki is already being forced to testify in some court case. Where is that? I, I heard what case? I, it was. It was somebody dropped a thing about her in a conversation I was listening to, and um, she some somebody who's going up against you know the lies and everything else. You know, she's being called to uh, you know testify. What were you being told? So there's things, there's other things happening out there that you know. There's there's really a lot of things happening, but yeah, there. Well, who knows what they were being told? <laughs> uh, Ollie, uh, is the posse or Dave? Uh, can they comment on this? If if it's the uh, movie in control of the white hats that we're seeing. This Twitter thing and the, the the SCOTUS case. Everything you're seeing is the movie. It's all under the control of the White Hats. Most of it. So yes. that's good news. Very good news. Yes. It's like what I'm saying. I think that they've got the heads. It's weeding out all of this terrible crap that's in it. It's almost like somebody gets bit by a snake. You know, you grab, <laughs> you grab this. Oh, sorry, Dolly. No, I won't oh. go there. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, 
But it, you know, anyway, you I'm get not, bit by a dog. I get bit by <laughs> yeah. You get bit by a dog. Well, no, because a dog doesn't have venom in them. You know, you get bit oh. by you get bit by uh, mm, some kind of a uh, mosquito a bat. How about Venomous a bat? creature? How about a bat? You know, a vampire bat bites you, right? And you get yeah. rid of, you get rid of the bat, <clears throat> but the stuff is still in the body. And that's what it is. It's like the venom is still throughout, perverse through the through the through everything. And you know, we kept looking at it and we kept saying, "Well, they're they're doing this in order to so that people don't have a breakdown and society doesn't melt down." Well, society's pretty much melted down already. But what if the, what if this is all about weeding out the venom? That it that it, it it they have to play this out to get the that lower echelon that's still working because I can't remember who it was that said we have got to get every single one of them we cannot let one of them go and it may be that it is a mop up operation but it's one that you have to kind of take down it's almost like a cancer cure you know well. Well, hopefully we don't kill the body while we're trying to kill the cancer. Weed them out. Because can you imagine, I mean, these Twitter people, the ones that, you know, were so outrageously upset when Musk was going to take over and then they were given the choice of staying or going and some of them were outright. Can you imagine how scary it is for them right now? Their emails are being shown to the world. Well, Dave is saying that uh, they still, it's, they don't have everybody because some of them escaped. They went to different planets. But he says they will be gathered up and brought back here and made to atone for the deaths that they caused of so many people and the the maiming of people. And he says, but it's going to take some time to work out all the, what they got to work out with, with the different planet. So the jurisdiction extends beyond the earth? Yes. Mm. A tall grays that uh, went to the planets? He he says I can't say, can't give out who, or what colors or anything like that because then they'd be giving out information for oh, the yeah, bad yeah. people. Yeah. And okay. They'd still go to a different place or something. He says you can only give out so much information. You don't want to tell the whole story to the bad people. That's where intuition kicks in and helps yes. you uh, getting a grip on, on what's going on. Yes. They're excited, too. We finally got into this place. They're happy, too. <clears throat> and, you know, the other part of, of Jan's show that I, w I started, la I had to start laughing because she was talking about the Arizona elections and... The more she went into it, the more preposterous it got. I mean, it was like, 
who in their right mind would think that this was a good election? There was nothing right about it. Nothing to the point of being total absurdity. If this was happening in a third world country, we would like, you know, off with their heads. Yeah, off with their heads. This is insane. Uh, and so that's unraveling. I mean, God bless Lake. She's she's going to stick with it. She's going to take the, the, I mean, it's just amazing, the stories that are coming out now. Because she is not conceded. And, they, you know, some of the lawyers that she's got, supposedly in Arizona during the election, there was over 200 lawyers watching everything, part of her team, when she talks about her team. And that I wish I could remember that woman's name. She's a member of the RNC. She's, uh, uh, how would I say... I don't know what her ethnicity is, but it's uh, maybe Indian, that Pakistan, something like that. I mean, she's so beautiful. and Is she the one that carries the gun? I probably she would. No, 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 I'm, not, no not, I'm not talking about Green. I'm talking about oh, okay. this lawyer. Um, oh. And she, she comes on, and she's also got a legal non-profit organization for a lot looking into all this so she's she's very prominent i've watched her but next time i'll pay attention to her name um but she is the head of it as a matter of fact if you were watching uh during the the election uh the woman who was standing next to carrie is this this lawyer and she would defer to her on a number of questions you know so they they were already prepared to fight this so I, I, they're going to win. I mean, there's no, there's no way they couldn't win unless everybody in the court system is, is insane too, because it's so no, obvious. You no, know, at one point, I guess the good military is going to step in because, you know, if you get all these judges that that are blocking the cases, you know, saying that oh, there's no standing, we can't comment or we can't take the case even though there's tons of proof that there was fraud. I mean, at a certain point, the military is going to step in and they're going to do something similar to what's happening in Brazil right now. The, uh, the, the election, the recent election, people have rose up and they have huge, huge protests and the military is on the side of the people there and it looks like the military is going to step in to, to, because of the fraudulent election. Apparently, they had the same thing as 2020 here, big, big fraud, and uh, they elected a, a, a criminal, a guy who went to prison. And people are not taking it. They're, they're rising up big time. And the military has been given uh, the permission by the people to take over. Um, and that's that's where I thought that they everything is was being set up and following the law of... Uh, of uh, what what is it? The law of war. It's following that document. Okay, I thought that that's where they were going was to create an environment where the people would be saying, "Military, stand up and do something. This is terrible." But now I'm looking at it and I'm seeing not many, but more cases getting seen, and I suspect that if they're as good as I think they are. Now they're in a position to go to a judge who might be part of the, that deep, you know, they're, they're still weeding them out. And so, you know, the, the 
it, because it, when these judges reject these things, it's obvious why they're rejecting them, not on law, not on principle, but because they can. And so it might be a way of weeding out the Justice Department too, Nick, finding the yeah, bad that's, ones. Yeah, it comes back to what I was saying earlier. I mean, if you have so much proof, I mean, if the judge says there's no standing, but you have tons of proof, I mean, you become accomplice at, at a, a certain point. And these these judges are going to be taken out by the military because the proof is going to be there. And and it's not because you're a judge and you say there's no standing that it's just going to die out. If there's tons of proof, they're going to use it at one point. And all these corrupt judges, well, there you go. You just want a nice trip to Guantanamo. Are you muted, Nancy? Um, I'm not sure. Did she? Did she I, leave? I think we lost Nancy. No, 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 I no, keep, no, no. I was. I keep she is. losing connection. So when I don't say anything, if you say something to me, I've lost connection. Oh, I hear Dolly. I can hear Walt, and I just heard Nancy now. So it seems to be back to normal on my side. Well, it was. Um... <laughs> I like that word. I wonder what that means. Normal. <laughs> oh god so um okay in, in the second hour we're talking about the judges uh nancy right um, uh, you know right. voting no standing on 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 certain cases despite tons of proof of the of fraud right and um the in the second hour did you get a chance to listen to that uh human design our tape yes, right. I did. It was very interesting, and there was a lot of interesting points that I think we're going to have a good discussion about uh, after the break. Yeah, I um, I felt that, well, we're, we're going to talk about it, but I wanted to, because that's what we're going to talk about in the second, in the second part of the show, because what it's talking about is, kind of gives us an insight into where we are right now and what we just came through in a way that I had not previously seen somebody present. So to me, it's like, you know, yeah, let's do that. So I'm looking for uh, a song here. You guys can talk while I'm looking for the song. <laughs> say something. Yeah, I was about to say the uh, <clears throat> the the video uh it was an audio it it kind of uh puts in focus that the importance of human design how important it is and and how it was suppressed how knowledge was kept by secret societies to you know so that only them members of the club can use it to exploit the majority of people who have no idea yeah, of, of, that, of the, that's of been going on forever. That's been that, that they've been going on forever. Uh, I mean, the thing uh, oh, about okay, can, 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 can we yeah. call, wait until the hour? I'm good. I found the song. Okay, so we're just going to take a three minute break, and then we'll be back, and we will discuss this right back. Good stuff. Red October's come and gone. The fuse is rushing towards the bomb. Turkey ride around the bend Gobble, gobble, gobble down You can feel it in the air It's getting near that time of the 
year Stringing lights and rapping gifts Got only one thing on my list All I want for Christmas is freedom All I want for Christmas is liberty All I want for Christmas is freedom For the whole wide world for you and me I don't care if they paint the White House black All I want for Christmas is my president back That silent night in Bethlehem Born to set us free from sin No Santa Claus, no first Noel Jingle, jingle, jingle bells A prayer to make the season bright A prayer to breathe us back to life What he died for on that tree That's the only gift I need All I want for Christmas is is liberty All I want for Christmas is freedom For the whole wide world and you and me I don't care if they paint the White House black All I want for Christmas is my president to the Say What Show. It is November 3rd, no, December 3rd, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is uh, Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, and Nicholas D. You guys are back? Yes? Hello? Yep. And December already. How crazy. I know. Yep. I'm 2022 was like a blink of an eye. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. It's crazy. <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to drag out anymore. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we're going to talk about something that is kind of uh, exciting, too, <laughs> because I'm just going to turn it over to Walt. He knows more. Are you, well, maybe Nick, maybe maybe you want to say more. Who, who You two, one of you decide to talk. Yeah, well, 
Let yeah, me, go ahead, let me hear. Okay, let me let, let me hear what Nick. Because you saw the 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 video. Yes. Yeah, what I is, listened to it earlier today. Okay, so what is your take? Can I uh, wait? Can you give me the subject? I missed it. It's human design, but it's a human. Oh. It's a human design concept regarding ages, not. The, you know, like what Walt normally talks about. It's the way that they look at the ages, the changes, the ch- and they, he stresses that change is the only constant. And we're going out of the old place and we're going into a new place. And it's very similar to the Mayan concepts of, of these ages and changing your position in space and place and therefore changing the energy surrounding you, which is the basic of enterology. And so it's very exciting to see now uh, that I didn't know about that human design has even looked at the cosmos from that standpoint. And that's what we got introduced when, who who is it? The, huh? Who sent this to us? Oh, uh, Joan. Uh, oh, Joan, Joan. Joan, yeah. I knew it was somebody <laughs> other than the normal. <laughs> Joan, thank you, Joan. It was, uh, well, we're going to do a show on it here. So go ahead, um, Nick, let, let us know what it is that you thought. Well, what struck me in the in the video is that um, it, the importance of, of human design and how it was repressed, uh, how the information was used by a small group, secret societies, and how it they've been using the information to manipulate uh, the majority of people who are not aware of this information. Uh, That's what struck me in the presentation. Now, they spoke uh, various aspects of the human design, but that's what really caught my attention. And the uh, the thing about the uh, inner authority, that we're in an age where uh, we're brought up to always rely on some external authority, you know, be it uh, there's a problem, you call 911, it's some kind of authority, Uh, there's another problem here, you call it, the government's going to take care of it, you don't actually use your inner authority to to, to act or to become someone, you know, independent and sovereign, and that really struck me too. Uh, I don't know what, what you want to comment about it, but I think yeah, it was, you, the situation you, was well explained how human design is is so important. Well, the thing is that when, you, when you're looking at the energies of these crosses, and then this particular, this particular uh, epoch lasted from the year 1615 to the year 2027, so it's like four, about 400 years long. The, the the cycle is, and when you when you read the when you look at the uh, four the four uh, gates that make up the the four cardinal point, points of the cross, it's not a negative age. It's it's a very positive age because it's uh, based on community. Where you know I need your help, you help me, and then I give you love in return. So it's really very positive. It's very wonderful. What happens is that those that are always you know trying to have a one over everybody else. They said, oh, we can control this for our benefit. So they yes, they use the energies for their benefit, where they set up everything so everything is under fully controlled. I mean, I mean, that's why I keep saying to Nancy at the beginning when I first met her that you cannot fix 
reality the way it is because it isn't broken. It's doing exactly what it was meant to do, control people. And that's why taking advantage of the of, of the uh, energies of, of that time, they, they set it up so that everything is controlled. Everything is organized. You have organized religion and you have organized finances and you have organized education and everything is organized. Why? Because as long as somebody is is running it, then somebody is in control. Your identity, your consciousness, your you have no value. You have value as long as you follow the rules of the of the of of the herd. I mean, I, I mean, I was looking at this video and what he was describing, and I said to my mother, "This is it. I wasn't born for this age. I was born for the the coming age because that's the way it was ever since I was a kid." I did not understand why, why I, I I had to keep repressing my identity and my and my um, my beingness in order to fit in. So that so it was it was a horrible realization. It's like what you mean in, in, you mean that in order for me to fit into this or that group or whatever group, I have to I have to d destroy myself and become something else, something else that the group will approve of, because that was that was the dynamic. In order to be part of a group, you have to the the group doesn't act, it's not supposed to accept you as you are. You are supposed to transform yourself so that you can fit into the group, and that's why I always hated that whenever whenever you go into any any group setting. Uh, there's always supposed to be some some big honcho head. It, it doesn't matter if they're five-year-old kids. It doesn't matter if they're ten-year-old kids. If it, it doesn't matter if it's uh, if it's primary school or kindergarten. There's always you know some little chief, who, and he's got two or three followers, and he he rules the roost. He des he decides what goes and how it goes and where. And and I and I always hated that. That's why I grew up. Uh, where all the other kids were playing during recess in school, I was always by myself alone in some corner or sitting someplace or reading something because I just couldn't fit into that dynamic. It made no sense to me. It was absolute stupidity. So it wasn't meant to be negative. It wasn't meant to have people be exploited like cattle, but that's the way it was implemented because of a little thing called the cabal. They said, oh, look, Look at the age that's coming. Wouldn't it be advantageous if we controlled it for our end? Because the, the age before that, the community didn't matter. You know, the, the what mattered were the, the, the guys on, on the top, the, the pharaohs and the kings and the queens. Those are the ones that matter. I mean, even history tells you that because look at the history book. When you're looking at the history of a particular country, what are you reading about? You're reading about the the lives and times of X person. You, nobody talks about what the people believed in or what the people know. The, the 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 storybooks talk about this king and that king and this duke and that archduke. So the what mattered were the ones in power. But then the the age change and the energy change. So it was a different cross where now it's the community that matters. You know, you do for me, I love you in return. It was a very simple concept, very positive, you know, but it was easily it was easily subverted by these people. They said, "Oh, we can we can act, we can actually make money out of this." So 
on the surface, people think they are important. You know, how many times have we spoke about the uh, the the fairy tale that people lived here during the uh, Kennedy years, where they oh the government loves me, the government will take care of me. No, no, they don't love you. They don't want to take care of you because that's not what they're about. You're you're supposed to serve them. So that that's the age that we're leaving. We're actually that the the energy that withheld that held up this age and the dynamics of it, it's it's crumbling, and it's crumbling before our very eyes. We're we're seeing it. Things are not working as they're, they're, as we were used to seeing it work, and that's why it behooves you to learn to discover what is your inner authority and what is your strategy because. You're the only authority you can count on. You cannot count on an authority out of outside to come in and say, and save you. I mean, that's why this. Of uh, <clears throat> all, how many times have I mentioned it before? Uh, seeing all the uh, adolescents, all the kid teenagers with their heads stuck inside a cell phone. And from the from a very early age, the people are being programmed. Okay, do not listen to yourself. Listen to the phone. Whatever you need to know is up there on the internet. Don't don't think thoughts. Don't have an opinion. You know, just do what we what we tell you. It's like <laughs> that's the wrong. That's not the way to go. You're giving up your your identity. So so the energies that supported that. It's okay. In five years, it's going to go away. Twenty twenty seven, the energies is is going away. That that dynamic of uh, you know just being in a group. And that herd mentality that's going away. So people might think it's a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. Finally, the individual is beginning to matter. It begins to matter you as the individual, your inner authority. What do you feel? What you know? What? How is your authority telling you to behave in front of this or that situation? So people are. That's why Raru, who used to say for the longest time, is uh, and he says that even in this presentation, he he says all those fucked up people that I had to help. <laughs> in reality, he came to help the, the children because they need the children needed a correct beginning in in this life. The grown-ups are already fucked up; they're already programmed and conditioned, and it takes a long time to get out from under all that programming. But the, well, it's the kids that that need to be given a proper start, so that they can function correctly for themselves and not be un, under the the yoke of this constant programming, this thing, this constant feed of information coming from the from the matrix, from the web. You know, do this, buy this. You know, worship this. Oh, when it comes to celebrity, celebrity worship. Worship this singer, that singer is like. <laughs> doesn't anybody think their own thoughts anymore? So when he started describing it, uh, and and the uh, one age ends and how the new one is going to be, and I I'm, I thought to myself, oh my God, it's it, it finally happened. This is it. This is what I wanted. This is what I always. This is what I came for. Not this 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 thing of being in a, a herd. It's, it's horrible because I mean, all the, I always realized that something was not working right. Nothing, something's not right. That I have to give up being myself 
in order to fit in, you know, then why why do I exist? Why was I given life and why was I given consciousness if everything about me is wrong? You know, either something is wrong with what's around me or something is wrong with me. And and, and so that's why you see so many people in, in their middle ages uh, hooked up on, uh, uh, you know, psychotropic drugs and psychiatrists and psychologists because they don't understand nothing. Nothing works correctly. Well, you don't work correctly because you weren't allowed to learn how to be yourself or to be correct. The thing I was going to say to you before um, the, we started talking that Nancy reminded us it was break time is that you can see the, the, the cabal knew about this age and the dynamics of this age and uh, Raru who bringing this information to humanity was very strategic, strategically done because think about it this He's uh, he he he's living like a, one step above a hobo. He lived in a in a in a ruin of an adobe house. It was an, an an old adobe house that I guess over the years had gotten demolished. There was only one room. That's it. That's where he lived. So he was practically like homeless, and that's where he had this supernatural metaphysical uh, event where for eight days. And eight nights, and, you know, this voice kept dictating to him and he taking notes, notes, notes. So it was like, uh, he says that in, in the first eight hours, uh, I think he shed like something like 80% of his body weight in water. It was, it was really not, not for the faint of heart, whatever the event was that he survived. But you realize this was in the middle of a, of, of the desert in an island in the Mediterranean where he was given this information so this information was when it was released it wasn't given onto the masses and especially not given to the mass media to relay to others it was given in a very secretive fashion I mean humanity came to know of this human design years after it was given to him because he, he spent years figuring out where, how am I going to teach people about this? How am I going to introduce this? For years he tried, you know, his, his, uh, he, he was very commonsensical. He thought, okay, since the greater percentage of uh, human types are generators, I have to teach generators. I have to, you know, they're the ones holding up this world. They are the ones with the energy to get the things, you know, the ball moving and everything. I got to get them involved. And as as the years progressed, he found out, no, this isn't working. This is going by very, very slowly. So we, and he started looking at the other the, uh, types and he realized he needed to get the projectors involved because the, the, the projector's job, that's their job, is to manage the energy of others. And uh, he, that, <laughs> that's why he started teaching projectors how to function correctly for them. And... But everything, everything was very slow. By the time it became common knowledge that this thing, this person was in this in this place teaching this, it was already too late. It was already in the in the collective consciousness, and he hadn't committed any crime, so they, there was no reason to take him out, so to speak. But uh, 
the information was given very secretly because think about it if he had gone public very very early on in the story the first thing they would have done is taken him out because he's giving away their secrets that that's why they know how to control people because they know human design they know how it operates but they use it for the wrong reasons uh, well, who is Ra-Ra-Hoo-Ha? ra Uruhu is the name of this gentleman. He was uh, born in Canada. And uh, I don't know what year he changed his name. Uh, the uh, the Uruhu, it's, it's a term. It comes from um, Indian astrology. Uh, the Hu is the, uh, um, the north node of the moon. So I don't know why the significance for him, why he chose that name, but that's that's the name that he went by all, all the years that he taught human design. Ra Uruhu, three words. So when I and when I uh-huh, thank sorry. you, thank you. And in what period of time was he doing his thing? He's. I think he started uh, something like thirty years ago. Oh, recent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, he he passed, uh, I think he passed like five or six years ago. He was in Canada when he when he passed. I, I don't know if he was ill or was just, uh, I don't know what. They didn't give out any particulars. They just announced his passing. He probably left on an ET ship. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that was one of the questions I, I had Nick uh, ask questions without me knowing what was the question uh, when we were on Skype. So he asked the, the question, if this, the, the knowledge of the human design, it's the uh, DNA manipulation of the Anunnaki on humanity. And the answer that he got from the pendulum is yes. That's why it works. That's why it functions. When you when you follow it, it you function correctly because that's the way that's the way that we were designed. I mean, it was no accident. How humans functioned was not never an accident. It was a deliberate design, and it makes you wonder why would if this gate is on, why would this, why would a person want to do this? Like some some things made no sense to me and then I okay yes it makes sense if it was designed the person was designed to have this skill or this capability or this inclination then it makes perfect sense and because that, what another question that we had <laughs> we asked through the dowsing was something that I, that I got intuitively is that when you are living your design when you are acting as you are naturally meant to act and with your inner authority and your strategy, all your actions have no karma, no good karma and no bad karma. You're free from karma because all your actions are part of the concert of actions of the universe. You, you agree that, you know, birds, insects, everything in nature follows a, a, a pattern uh, a, a set way that the things are done. Think people think, oh, it's so much chaos. There is no chaos. It's it's the most elegantly organized activity there is in the universe, because everything is in its place and everything is doing what they're supposed to be doing. So, except humans, 
by not acting as our true selves, you acting as your not self, as they say in human design, you are constantly in, uh, creating troubles for yourself and for others. But when you live your design and you're acting as your true self, you're, you feel happy all the time, you feel free, you don't have to effort at things, you don't have a, because you start functioning correctly for you. Living, but, living in the flow at Walt. There's, there's exactly living in the flow. And, and they it, didn't want that because mm -hmm. that doesn't make any money. What makes money for them is negative energy. If things are negative, that, that that's why they pro, why, that's why they promote wars. Why do they set up all these wars again of this side against this side, and they finance both sides? Because that's what makes them live. That just goes to show how unhuman they are at their source. They don't function like a normal human. Can can I, can I jump in here because I think it's. Please. I think it's important for people to understand um, not just the human design, but this concept of the uh, uh, ages. But what did you call them? Eons? What, what was... What, what, you mean the epochs? The, the age. I say age. What was the word that they use? Oh, um, uh, they talk about cycles. They say cycles. They don't say age, ages per se. Okay. So it's the cycles, all right? And mm -hmm. he's talking about the cross of planning that was 400 years between 1615 and uh, 2027. Now, it was never about community, okay? It was... Uh, wait a minute. I think that was the wrong one. All right, here. Okay, so what I wanted to say was that was a time when the Industrial Revolution began. And, you know, you look at that and you go, oh my God, it just changed everything on the face of the earth, the way we live. But then he, <clears throat> excuse me, he, he took it a little further and he's talking about, and they also industrialized education because now the, even, you know, the dads were away, the moms were, you know, everything began to kind of like impact on the family. And so the children were then, put into industrialized education, which I had never thought that way before. That's a very good term. And also industrialized science, because prior to that, science was, well, let's see what we, we can find out. But then after that, science was dedicated to how much money can you make on a scientific op, you know, observation, yeah. you know. So, um, I mean, I just found this to be very, very interesting. And then the industrialization of modern medicine. So, the, the, we can look at what's happened in the last, you know, 20, since 2019 and see all of a sudden this abrupt change that occurred to reality. And everything is breaking down. I mean, every place you look, something is, it's like we're in a system of destructing everything. So out of this in 2027 is going to be a new age. But what is dictating the change of ages? Is it because we're moving through the universe and changing our position in place and space? Or is there some other mechanism involved in that? It's, it's what you said, because it's, it's he refers to it as the background frequency. Correct. The background frequency for this age was that community thing, 
that's going away and the background frequency for the next and age is the individual the value the significance of the individual because think of it they they only again they exploit the knowledge of an age to their advantage the only time they give a value to an individual when that individual is going to generate some income for them hence celebrity worship we worship celebrities what what do they give us you know you know, you you buy their clothes you buy their music you buy their drugs whatever that at that point yeah the the individual has a value but it's not even real value because all those personalities all those celebrity worship they're not even real people they're just made up personalities that you make up like an idol you put it on a on a pedestal and you worship it that's not a real person <laughs> okay. other than that the the individual has no value you're just a thing you're just a number you're just a an, an what do you call it a statistic uh, okay. so that's what okay. we're going away from that okay but what what he's talking about in this new age is something totally the opposite and i want to get into that right now but what i found interesting was that because it, it makes a connection to the kennedy thing and now we're talking about the warren report being released <clears throat> um he, he said that the 60s in the 60s, there was a change, and people were starting to look at tr truth and doubt what they were seeing as presented to them as reality. Um, absolutely true. So now we're into, we're coming into the, I think he said the cross of the sleeping phoenix, is that correct? Yes, that's the new, that's the new cross. Okay, now what is the symbolism of that? I, I don't know where he gets the the designations, who where the comes from. I know he relies heavily on on. So he Hindu makes up he makes up the word. In other words, you don't know of any specific definition of what that means based on the title. I haven't even been to a human design school, so oh, okay, I'm a, maybe I'm a drop out. Okay, but you don't know. All right, I just if you don't know, and I don't know. Okay, now so at that point when we got. And I don't think it's abrupt. I think we're seeing it now. Because if I look back on what we've been saying over these last few months, years actually, um, we, everybody wants to talk in terms of um, give to self instead of, I mean, what is it, uh, self versus, when you give, you know, nobody wants to be selfish. What, what, what do you... You're for yourself or you're for the people, your neighbors? What is that word? Uh, Nancy, I think it was y yourself or the uh, group mentality, what Walt uh, described earlier. The no, herd no, mentality. No, 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 I think no, that's no, what he no, meant. No, 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 I'm talking about... Were you, what were you, you talking about the uh, spiritual polarities where, when we talk about service to self-entities and service to others? Correct, Those are, correct, that's, correct. That's, but that's spiritual polarity. That doesn't have to do anything with the human design. I understand that, Walt, okay? Mm -hmm. But I'm saying that if you think in terms of that has been the goal, that you want to be in service to others rather than service to self in this last go-around, right? And yet we got ourselves into a terrible situation. And as I go back... Well, they did it again. Don't, if you, please, if, don't, if, don't interrupt I, uh, me. Don't, oh, sorry. Don't okay. interrupt me. Okay. So if we've got a situation where... 
the primary goal was set up in us to be of service to others. That was what you wanted to do. You didn't want to be of service to yourself. The word selfishness took on the content, con, connotation of somebody who was, you know, just a very bad person. So, but as we went through this whole transition of looking and analyzing, we came to, at least I did, and I know that I was talking to you people, so some of you out there probably went there with me, is that we began to think in terms of, no, you got to focus on yourself. You've got to be number one. Because it was obviously the only way out. In other words, no, I didn't know anything about human design. But the reality was, was showing us that that's the answer. You cannot be of service to self. Now, it's very, it's like all these other utopian places. It's a great idea, but the other side uses all the vulnerabilities of you giving up your own authority, your inner authority for the group. They use that against us all. Okay, so it was one of those, it sounds like a really good thing, let's try to do it, you know. Let's get rid of fossil fuels, the fuel it sounds like a good thing. Well, if, you, if you're not in alignment with the cosmic energies, even though we may only have a very slight understanding of what all that means, then you're always going to screw up. So we screwed up trying to be in service to others. And I began to say, no. You are unique. You are special. You have powers that you need to tap into. And, you know, I began to say, if they're not with you, you don't need these other people. Get rid of them. Get yourself into a situation. And my life is like that. They put me into a place where I live myself with a bunch of animals. You know, I mean, it's like, okay, so this this progress towards this 2027 transition, it's not going to be a stark open the door and go in. It's been happening. And that's what I wanted to put out there, is that I already see it happening. So what are we talking about? Okay, so we're talking about the individual becoming the paramount mover of what is, let's say, what is the core, what are you protecting? What's the core that you're trying to protect? In the old reality, it was community. In the new reality, it's the individual. You want but to incorrect community. That's what I wanted to say. Well, that's how they manipulate, because they manipulate the community because of groupthink. That's exactly. the problem, is groupthink. Nancy, I think an important word is, is individuality. I mean, each individual has its strength, and I think these new energies coming in, supporting the expression of, of becoming sovereign and recognizing the strong points, the strengths that you have, these energies will allow you to use this for the better. I mean, to it'll allow you to be yourself fully, and while doing so, you're helping the greater good at the same time. I think that's what's happening right now. That's what I got out of the, uh, the, the video. These energies will support self-sovereignty, and the expression of who you really are, what you have to bring to the table. And while you do this, you express who you really are. You help the greater good at the same time. Well, it, that, is that correct, Walt? Do you feel that this is a correct yeah, assessment? Because it, it was never, uh, they, they, a, again, it was, it was a, a really a, a negative manipulation of the energies. If you look at the energies of the cross of the community, it's not. There's nothing negative in it. It's it, it, the, like he he said it. You help me, I give you love. I mean, is there anything evil in that? 
But they twisted it around. They took that energy and they said, oh, we're going to exploit this for our benefit. So, yeah, you ended up creating this groupthink where the individual is sacrificed as if the individual were worthless. And they try to standardize everyone. So everyone is dressed the same way. Everybody walks the same way. Everybody talks the same way. And everybody has the same thoughts. And you and you and you say to yourself, this is the most unnatural thing there is because it is unnatural. If your fingerprints are unique to you and nobody else has your fingerprints, why does the rest of you have to be identical to everybody else? How unnatural is that? So that's that's the point is that you're sacrificing something of value for some ideal, and that's and that that was how the. Uh, cross of community was was manipulated for the benefit of a few you know they did like you said the group thing yeah you sacrifice you sacrifice the individuals for the sake of the group but then you have to realize okay i'm sacrificing all these individuals for the benefit of the group okay who is in charge of the group because they don't tell me that it's a group running around of <laughs> and nobody follows any orders no you know, everybody has to, you know, follow the same line, walk the same steps, you know, repeat the same words. I mean, how many, how many, how many times have uh, you uh, at some point had the chance to have a, a nice conversation with some Jehovah's Witnesses on the street or something? And heavens to Betsy, you should utter a word in opposition to what they're saying. You forget it. You might as well... <laughs> run away as far as possible because they will not tolerate you saying something opposite to what they absolutely believe and so how natural is that not very that's not, not true very, that's not true <laughs> i had some of them come to my door when i was in the army oh, and God. i open up the door <laughs> that must I open, have been interesting it's, it's an apart <laughs> it's an apartment building right and I open up the door, and here's these people, and they're flashing this watchers watch something or other at me. I have no idea who they are. And so they started out speaking, and then all of a sudden, I just started speaking to them. And 20 minutes later, they were glassy-eyed and stumbling down the stairs. <laughs> now, I don't know what I might have said to them, but, <laughs> you know, it depends on who you're talking to, because, you know... I'm one of those reflectors, well, right? That, yeah. That, yeah, well, that's, that's the, the thing that happened to me in the train station where I let the, the, the woman, the two women, only one spoke, and I let her speak. She, I think she spoke for like five, ten minutes. So I'm just, I was just very quiet, very uh, polite. And I said to her, well, I'm listening to you, and I'm listening to everything you said. So my question to you is, what have you experienced? What happened to you when, when you lived those things? What did you experience? And her reaction was like I just doused her with a bucket of iced water. And she 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 kind of hit the reset button and she started giving me the same spiel again. But by then the train was coming and I said, okay, it was nice. Take care. And I, and I got onto the train. <laughs> but it was mechanical. It was like, isn't there anybody in there? No, 
Background people. Uh, okay. And that, exactly. Speak, I was about speak, to say the exact well, same words. Well, speaking of that, that was a very interesting thing he said, because he said in this new age, that, or cycle, or whatever you want to call it, but in this new reality, that there's going to be um, very, a lot less people being born. And already they're, you know, semi-freaking out on the fact that men's sperm count is coming down. But, but as one physician said... Yes, that's true, but it only takes one sperm, and there's still, in every ejaculation, they're putting out something like 200 million sperm, <laughs> you know? So it's not critical, but it is another indication of, well, yeah, maybe that is really happening. Um, I, I, I've got notes here, and I just want to go through them real quickly, because I, he, he points to, in the New Age, selfishness. Selfishness is what you really want to be mindsetted in. What what what's good for me? You know, not in. If you think of what's good for me, is money good for me? No, because every time I see somebody with money, they're screwed up. I don't want that. I want security. And you know, so if you're really honest with yourself, you're not buying into the illusion of what makes you happy. You know what makes you happy. Okay, so selfishness. I've I've always had. I've always thought that that was a, a word that was. He's not. And, and mind you, you have to pay attention. Is that he's not saying selfish by hurting others. Or no, because you won't be. By, you're not selfish. You can't be in a sense of selfishness and hurt others, because yeah. the impact of that is terrible. You know that. All of us I, I has hurt he, somebody and know how awful it is to do that. Yeah. Selfishness. I think the meaning of selfishness has been hacked. Yeah, good point. Good I mean, point. what's the definition here? I think what what you're saying is that being selfish in this context is actually expressing who you really are and bringing to the table, you know, the the the, the abilities that you have, the strong points that you have that will contribute to the greater good at the same time. You express yourself and you help the greater good. And that that would be considered selfish. I mean, we need a new word or a new meaning for that because this is not the the, the definition of selfish that we know. It's, it's clear that the word selfish has been hacked. Well, I have, said, I have said for many many years that the reason my life is the way it is is because I am selfish. You know, so somehow or another, I got I got the idea that no, if you want to be happy, you better be selfish. You know, you better look at yourself as being. I think of myself as my own best friend. I want my own best friend really happy. And I, I picked that up in college. So you know, selfishness is not a bad thing. I mean, you people like me, yeah. <laughs> you're you're listening to me. I'm not a bad person. I'm a good person because I'm selfish. Well, well I'm a witness that you, that you end up getting hurt because you don't want to hurt anybody, and you end up being hurt. So I, I witnessed that myself, so nobody told me that. <laughs> so selfishness is a good thing. And he used the, the term, he said, we're going to move from us and we to I and me. Okay? And again, that, that you know, is conforming to the concept of, of you got to be your own authority and you've got to be able to look and witness the 
breakdown of everything around us without it taking you apart because all of that is an illusion it's the yeah. end of an age it's coming apart so now my question to you guys is like okay a couple of things here too that um, we're w moving away from ignorance and fear and we're moving into strong knowledge and the idea of human design and how humans you know the structure of the human being is so amazing it's it's like nothing else around us i mean they've made some really interesting things from you know and you you remember the numbers he is that the the evolution of humans is so incredibly accelerated when he compared like the shark is like 200 million years old spiders 300 million another change in those millions of years humans in in like what one or two million years it has already 18 different versions of humans because the the changes are so vast and so so quickly and they come by so quick so <laughs> <laughs> and that's what makes us stand out. That's why we are so Yeah, different. and I guess that's the potential that the uh, dark ones have been trying to repress and put down because they know, they really know how strong we could be, how powerful we could be if if we only knew and apply that, uh, those capacities. The problem is, is that we're not selfish and we don't look to those powers within ourselves. We keep looking outside. And they're all inside. It was like I was doing a, a, a meditative, trying to help some buddy with some energy and stuff, you know. And it's like I'm, I'm going, I, I'm, you know, because I don't do energy healing. It's not something that I partake in. But once in a while, you go like, "Gee, maybe I should at least try something." And so my guides are, are kind of stepping me through it. And it was like I went, "Is that even possible?" And they said, try it. And it was possible. So it's a matter of trying and, and give, being given permission to use our imagination because that is what really is being stifled by all of this conformity. You know, oh, i got to draw that picture the way the teacher says to draw it. I've got to use language like the way they say it should be. Why? You know? Tell your story in your words. Screw them. Yeah. That's why it makes no sense when somebody says, oh, what are the best words to put a spell for this or that? Or how should I do this meditation? Or like, No, there is, stop looking for formula. It, whatever the inspiration tells you, it's the right way. It's the, it's the right way because you, it just, you just got it. You were just inspired to get those words. That's it. That's the right one for you. You don't need anything else. But you got to <laughs> trust yourself that that information is right. And that takes imagination. That takes, a, oh, let me just see. Let me try it. And how for how long we've been conditioned not to trust ourselves? Oh, did you ask your doctor? Oh, did you ask your grandfather? Oh, did you ask the policeman on the corner? They, they, they teach you from the earliest age never to trust what you think feeling or thinking is that no you it, look for somebody more important than you because you're not important enough you know somebody more significant 
They know they know the answers. You know, they don't know anything. <laughs> I mean, I've got people, friends and family that have known me for, you know, 50, 60, 70 years and I can talk on any subject, <laughs> you know. I have a, a huge amount of information because I've lived alone. That's what I did. I'm a researcher. I write books. I make up stories. I'm on radio, you know. And I tell them something. They call me a liar. <laughs> it's like, what is, what is your why? Because I'm not some, you know, member of the clergy, or I'm not some politician, or I'm not some, you know, wh- why? Why do you put down an individual who has dedicated their life to knowing like that? And and we do it to other people. You know, you don't know what you're talking about. Or you don't have a PhD. Yeah, yeah. You How know. can I listen to you if you don't have a PhD? Where's your diploma? <laughs> right, you know, it's like, people, get real. I mean, some of the most astounding information I've gotten is from somebody that didn't really know what they had said to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if you open yourself up to, to the, like, I was, I don't know who I was telling this, but kids oh i know i went to i went to the uh, civic association end of year party type thing i'm talking with this woman i'd never met never even seen her before uh sat, had to sit down at this table this place and there, there she was and we ended up having this conversation and she was like talking about her grandkids and i said i'm sorry you don't look old enough to have grandkids you know, and this other friend of mine on the other side of me says, no, she doesn't. I said, and we have this side conversation. I think she's making it up. You know, it was really funny. But um, she's finally, she was laughing. She said, no, I was 17 when I had my first. I went, oh, my God, you must have learned so much from your kids because you were still formulating your your version of reality. You know, and it just I just blurted it out because I could see in her this deep knowledge, a fundamental knowledge that, I, I don't normally detect in people. And uh, so we had this conversation about the kids and that, that. And finally she said to me, well, you know, I think I'm a very old soul. And I said, oh, so. And then I started pointing out things that she knows because she is an old soul. But she's connected to that higher version of herself. And I swear it was because she had these kids so young. Because when kids are born... They don't. They don't have the veil of forgiveness over them. When my nephew was was born, within hours he was in front of me because my sister-in-law had a baby at Christmas morning and was at Christmas dinner, and I'm looking at this kid Nicholas, and he's he's a couple of hours long old, you know. I walk up to him, nobody's around, and I went, "Hey, do you remember?" And this kid's eyes popped open like, "Holy crap, she's talking to me." You know, and we had this conversation. I just kept talking to him about remembering, you know, and, and kind of like just playing this imaginative game with this kid. But the baby was try- the baby was only a few hours old and wanted to sleep. But the kid kept, you know, they, they get sleepy, and then he'd wake up, and his eyes would be looking at me intently. I'm telling you, kids remember an awful lot, and if we would let them and nourish their their imaginations. They could tell us much more than we know because they're they're there still in some ways. The older they get, the more it gets taken away from them. But as parents, grandparents, friends, just nourish them. 
You know, look at some strange kid you just met. Like this one, was four, I think she was five years old. And I said to her, where were you before you were born? Now, that's a pretty strange question to act, ask a kid that age. She didn't question it. She thought about it, and then she said to me, I don't remember. So, w from the get-go, pay attention to the imagination and, and work with these kids, because I think that that's the secret of tomorrow. Anyway, we're getting close to the end of the show. Do you guys want to, you know, what do you think tomorrow means, Walt? W where are we going? What's this new age going to be like? What, uh, well, as long as it's not the old age we're coming from, uh, it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to get out of this one for a long time. How about, it never made sense to me. <laughs> how about you, Dolly? Have you been enjoying the conversation or have you been kicking on and off on your... I don't even know if she's still with us. Is she still with us? Dolly? I'm here. She's Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was trying. I was uh, kicking on and off with myself trying to stay awake <laughs> um, I think the future is yet to be determined it all depends on how people react to being waken up because there's a lot of people who still are denying self-denial or they really don't know and I think a lot of the future and the present depends on how they react and then how we react to their reaction so I don't think it's determined it's still a work in progress I do want to point out something and to acknowledge something. Right now, you've got the Chinese nation in revolt. And I don't know how much is really being released about that. Um, it's obvious that it's there's a lot of censorship going on. But I want to reach out. We had, we had somebody from China that was our listener. If you still are listening to, to us... I so honor your people for doing this because over there to do it is to put your life on on the edge and yet they're revolting. We have people all over the world who are in the streets in Bolivia and Bolivia is maybe, uh, you know, okay, so in Bolivia they've gone to the streets, they're asking the the police, I mean the military, to come and take over. I think that in reality the military in the United States is still dirty as can be. It needs to be cleaned out. How dirty, I have no idea. But I think we can show the world another way of doing it, and that is to clean up the justice system very, very quickly so that it's not necessarily a flat out militia law and military out there. It's the judicial system saying to the military, you've got to do this. Um, I'm hoping to see that unravel because I see so many of these uh, legal things that are happening, and it's quite possible. So uh, I think we have two militaries, Nancy. Yeah, yeah. But which what ones? do you mean two, two militaries? Good Black. and bad. Oh. Black, white. Yeah. 
It's it's. Uh, but we are in. Uh, but the posse said that the bad ones are not that many. I disagree. I think the bad ones are millions all over. I the don't. World. I don't remember them saying that. You, you are. You, you said that something like, yeah, they are aware of it. But they're not—they're not so significant. It's like they're not so numerous that they're a critical thing for us to be focused on. Well, that may have been early in the game, and it wasn't because. But now you've got to get them all out. They may yeah. have—that's what I said. They may have the heads of the snake, but they've got to get this venom out. Oh, I'm sorry, Dolly. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, um, but you know. That that so it may have been true when they said it, but it may be right now that it's a mop up operation and they're after these little neon neon. Leaf. Yeah, every one of them's got to go. Nancy, if we go back to the uh, the recording on the uh, the human design thing, the gentleman was talking about the energies supporting uh, the the expression of the individual. So that means that the energies are not supporting whatever the dark ones are doing. So whatever they 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 do, you know, they revise the uh, they they replay the old playbook. It's not going to be supported energetically. They're not. It's not going to go anywhere. I think that that's good news. It feels right to me what he said about these energies. Well, they're all masters that set up the playbook are not even on the planet anymore. So there's nobody to go ask how do we fix the book because they're gone. I'm on radio. That's why they're they're running the around the like head, chickens without a head. I figured you were. I told Bob you were going to be on the radio. <laughs> I, 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 it, it's a good news. Time I got a chance to call you back. Okay. Two minutes. All right. Bye. Anyway, thanks everybody for being here. That Appreciate was a very good, all. very good discussion we had tonight. It was a great show. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, you guys. So I love you all. And I guess you're leaving, Hundal. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to say goodbye so we can get out of here on time. Okay, all right. If I'm allowed to say it. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> goodbye, <Nice>. Dolly. <laughs> Bye, um, good night. It, we, Bye still, we, we still got a minute here. Is there anything you wanted to say in, in a conclusion, Walt or Nick? Hurry. Oh. You want to go first? No, you go first. Have a good night, everybody. Uh, yeah, energies are supporting the expression of indiv individuality. So listen to yourselves, get a feel for things, and uh, intuition is going to be your guide. That sounds reasonable. Thank you all for being here. Um, just hang on to your hats. Know you got a family here of people that really think the world of you and because we wouldn't be able to do all this because we do make a difference and it's because you listen to us and we talk and we have a good time and we change the collective consciousness of humanity. Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun... We're doing something wrong. That was such a cool show, Nancy. Um, yeah. Well, I thought that that subject was so provocative in so many ways. 
you know, it was meant to be. I feel that it, it, this, this conversation was meant to be at this time. Yeah, and, and having um, Jan set us up so well for what we talked about in the first hour, you know, it was the Twitter, twi- the Twitter thing. I mean, it's just like yeah, I I kind of heard a bit about it, but I'm I'm not on the ball at all. So I'm gonna go read a, a bit on it because it seems like an important uh, thing in the uh, disclosure of of what's been happening. There, there. Some of the things they've said is that it's bigger than Watergate. That it's the biggest thing that's ever hit the tech media. I mean, it's like... Probably the most incriminating. Because it involves so many players that have been exposed right now. It's emails. I mean, it's right there. You can see them talking back and forth of should we or should we not. Oh, fuck it, let's do it. You know, (laughs) That's how incriminating, once again. Oh, it's... It's and and combine this with the uh, the Scotus case with the Brunson brothers, you yeah. know it's three hundred and eighty eight politicians. I think. Is I think it that's that high? What, I thought it was. I caught a couple dozen. I couldn't remember. I know three. It's over three hundred. And and Jan posted three eighty eight. Uh, oh, I think wow. in chat. Anyway, um, thank you so much for the for the. For hey, the, it would, that was please. great. It was a very fun discussion. Uh, I really like those discussions, and thanks for giving me the opportunity to be part of that panel to discuss this with you guys. It's yeah. fun. Well, keep your eye out for something else that we can look at. I really want to do this type of thing, you know, where we we come into the show kind of knowing what we're going to talk about at least for an hour. Mm-hmm. And so keep an eye out because, you know, I mean, there's so much out there right now. You can't keep up with it. Well, Nancy, the Brunson Brothers case at the SCOTUS, that's a big one. Yeah. And it really feels like divine orchestration to me. And and Janine uh, pulled the cards on it a couple of days ago. Juan O'Savin was on Janine's show. Um, Do you have the link? Yep. I couldn't. Yep, it, fi- I, I was looking for her, and I couldn't find her on anything. Not nothing new. It was weird, and I gave up. I would, you know, get frustrated. Give yeah, up. the the Juan O'Savin talks a lot, and the show with uh, Janine and Jean Claude lasted two and a half hours. Wow. And I think Juan spoke for over two hours. Wow. You know, they could barely <laughs> put a word in, but Janine asked the cards and. Um, yeah, apparently this is, is divinely orchestrated. That's what I feel. That's what the card said. I've asked Jan in the chat earlier if she feels that uh, the Brunson case is, is this divine intervention thing. She feels the same way. Yeah. So this might be a, a big thing. You know, if this, the Twitter thing, uh, it might be too big uh, disclosure thing that's going to bring us to the next awareness level I think for the uh, the mass population those 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 are the things I'm going to keep an eye on so yeah I mean I guess we'll be talking about it in, in future shows is twice as much oh shit you know I gotta go I got Jan calling me and I gotta call my brother back okay so, I'm gonna send you the uh, link to the Janine show with the uh, 107 right. okay thank you so much okay Love Nancy you, be safe bye bye Thank you for listening to Cosmic Reality Radio. We appreciate your support. Please visit our sponsor at mysticalwares.com for a huge selection of metaphysical products, gifts, candles, 
incense, and one of the largest Shungite collections available. Cosmic Reality Radio is sponsored by Mystical Wares Online Store, where coupon code SAVE10 will get you 10% off your entire order at mysticalwares.com. <laughs> 